Hi everyone, welcome back to Spa Sisters podcast with Julie Wren and Carly Chamberlain. <laughs> nice to have you all back listening to us and um, we have some amazing topics coming up. Today uh, we wanted to share with you uh, a survey that we've created which we're putting out to therapists and employees in the spa industry, the wellness industry. Um, to get some feedback on where you are with your life, your career, your workplace at the moment. And the main topic we are discussing today is, do you feel trapped uh, in your current situation, in your work, in your career? And we're going to explore that a little bit more now. Um, remember, this Spa Sisters podcast is here to engage, disrupt and transform the therapist experience. So all your feedback is greatly received. Um, email us at sparsisterspodcast.gmail.com or at sparsisterspodcast on Instagram, Facebook. Over to you, Julie. Let's get started. Hey, yeah. Thanks, Carly. I um, really love this subject of, uh, you know, do you feel trapped in your career? Because this is something often that we very rarely get to voice because you know job situations are, are sometimes quite fragile. But as we see now, we've got this thing called the great resignation where we're finding it really hard to fill, to fill vacancies. So I'm thinking, you know, why is that? Is that, do, do people see their job as a disposable, if you like, something that doesn't suit me today, I'm going to move on to the next, or, you know, are we so trapped within it that we don't think we can get out? So there's two, there's two things there that I think that we could discuss, but let's start with that first one, like you said in your question, you know, do you feel trapped in your current situation or career, and what does that trap look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is sort of, I think, situations that people find themselves in that I do believe are governed by uh, personal pressures, financial pressures, um, security, the need for security and stability in their work. Um, And is that hindering growth? So although we are, people like things a certain way and they like the reassurances and the the salary they're getting they know where they stand every month right and that's great but is there a point where we are resigning ourselves to a situation and probably might know it but aren't voicing it because we Mm. are of the the belief that this is our lot in life and I have to pay my bills every month Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we saw that, didn't we, Carly? Sorry to interrupt you there, but we saw that. You guys have read a very good point there, and I want to bring that to the fore, where um, when people were put on and their salaries were cut, we saw so many people leaving our industry because they needed that security. So the trap there was the finance, the fact that they were... And I get it. I know I, you know, my, I myself there, you know, I, I can identify with that uh, many years ago. Uh, same situation where you feel like you need to just to have that job, but that job is no longer going to be secure enough for you. So you 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 give up perhaps your dream of being a therapist and you go and look for something else that brings you that financial security so you can take care of your family. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I think we sort of 
like you said, we live in this culture now where there is a lot of self-empowering content that we're exposed to. And um, certainly the sort of generations coming through are exposed to that from a very young age. You know, this can do, um, I'm worth it, um, you know, which is all fantastic. You know, that's part of what I do with my work. I want to empower people, mm. let them discover their self-worth, self-love, self-care, self-growth, and that's brilliant. However, <laughs> there has to be a stable foundational concept behind that because if you in my opinion fly off into the world with a very sort of um airy ideas of what this self-worth self-growth self-love looks like um we can't actually um we can't actually commit to things and be our word for things and employment and and actually the, the what happens is this opposite effect which is you know is there a, a hesitancy to work hard um wh where do you sit with that because that's the very opposite to this trapped in a job because of the stability the finances needed etc versus the the person who is constantly on this journey of transformation but actually what that does is the opposite because it's not actually helping one person stay in one place for any length of time to see yeah. it. It's a very interesting question because, you know, there is only ever going to probably be one spa manager and one spa director. So if you're looking for a career within the industry and you're looking for, let's say, uh, to, rem to maintain a certain number of years somewhere, uh, and you're going to be want to be personally growing and you've maybe you've got your sights set on that manager's job or that director's job. So you have a trajectory planned. But what, what happens if you don't see yourself as being the spa manager? What other positions are possibly open to you in that 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 moment of, let's say, self growth within a within a business? So I, I'm wondering whether there are opportunities and again, I'm just throwing this out there as, as a thought, is that how can we meet the needs and demands of those therapists that are coming through that want that self-development, but we don't want them to be leaving within a very short space of time. So is that where we need to really be focusing on continuing professional development in terms of if you stay with me in this particular job for, I don't know how many years, um, even if you don't have that desire to become management, we're still going to invest in you and build you as a person. And would that keep people, would that be something that would be more engaging and you could attract more talent is that you create for them a career path that might necessarily go up to management, but it could elevate, let's say, personal skills. How do you, what are your thoughts on that as an educator yourself? And that's really um, ringing true because I think the last year has shown us that uh, companies are having to create programs for their employees to retain them. Uh, mm. Because um, we are, like you said, the great resignation, especially in the spa industry, uh, has left a lot of um, businesses short staffed and recruitment has been a, an issue. And I think. Um, now we're looking at 
So rather than reaching out externally, how can the internal process be more appealing for people joining that company, training program, hmm. um, you know, actually actually bringing people um, from the same business and transferring their skills over to the spa. So giving people the opportunity who might have worked front of house to now train as a therapist and give them that training and development internally. Mm. That is starting to come through because companies are realizing that, you know, we are, um, we need to have incentives, valuable incentives for our employees to make them see the value in the company and their growth in one. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that as well, the well-being. You know, if you are um, creating an attractive environment for your staff, I think how you invest in their well-being is also something that is part of that growth model in terms of that with 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 perhaps uh an employee well-being program you know you want to discover more areas of of self-development so not necessarily the professional skill side but also offering possibilities to take courses that would work on that self-benefit and, and you might not get that with another company but we're offering it to you um and it's like the total the total experience isn't it yeah. And just another thing on that is what uh, drives people. So there's a, a flip side to this from the company business point of view. Are larger companies at more of an advantage when we talk about this? So if you are running a small business, a small boutique spa uh, that isn't connected to a you know corporate um, mm. Um, sort of umbrella as such how do more boutique small businesses create those opportunities for people are they at a disadvantage I don't think they are I think it's mindset of the manager and the owner right from the very start is that you know I've worked recently with a couple of places that are just springing to my mind where the owner has nine girls and what I feel and experience when I was there was one of a great team who care about each other's well-being as much as the owner cares so there's that that cohesion between the between the staff and they create moments it might not be the big the big moment that you know a larger spa could organize but they definitely create moments throughout their working year when they are addressing those those kind of concerns they are having pleasurable time together they are learning together they're learning from each other there is a sense of responsibility as well and even though the manager is there to guide the ship as it were there are and they're not having little mini managers as you as you could say that nobody likes the word you've got a mini manager but they have responsibilities yeah. you know i think it was one of the girls has a responsibility for the social media within a small spa but she's also a therapist yeah. Another girl is responsible for another area of success of the business. So, in fact, when they take that responsibility, they get that pride of making sure that, that it's a success. So yeah. she's carved up each individual so that, again, they're therapists, but at the same time, they're learning other skills and being responsible for different things. So actually looking at the smaller business 
there is actually an advantage of that because there's a there's a more of a tight-knit community more meaning behind what they're doing and um, so actually you could look at it that the larger companies need to create the community vibe within their company to have more value and meaning so that they could actually learn from smaller businesses as such um, you know I think that's really important what you've said there is is drawing on people's strengths mm. and um, and empowering people with their strengths because if you are working and you're you're feeling a bit trapped and you're stuck in a rut but you don't want to leave you can't leave for various personal reasons um, how do you find value in your work and that's the responsibility of yourself and your employer and your team um, there needs to be regular communication of growth there mm. um, but also the incentive to stay and to yeah. grow I think sometimes as well we we talk about you know in the corporate world you know people aligning with the company's vision mission and values and do they match the values of the of the person that they're trying to attract to them? But at the same time, if you as an individual haven't perhaps thought about, you know, what are my values? What do I value in terms of going to work with somebody? What do they need to be offering me that really would, would make me want to stay, not feel trapped and feel that element of growth? But if, if you yourself haven't identified your own values in life, I mean, I was asked once to do this and I actually had to struggle for a bit. I thought, what are my values? You know, and it was like, oh, I had values, but I hadn't named them as such. Verbalizing your values. Yeah, verbalizing the values and actually and actually checking in and making sure that, you know, about being authentic is am I living that authentic life? Because I'm actually living according to my values, you know, and when do we do that when do we get asked to do that and, and and is that why perhaps there is a misconception about the new generations coming through into the workplace do um get attracted by those shiny things <laughs> and when the shiny thing gets a bit dusty they get the next shiny thing um, and they kind of dispose of that original shiny thing so there's this sort of disposable quitting culture going on but actually, is it because we need to tap into the underlying uh, worth and value? Because that is more powerful to keep someone employed and growing in an industry, in a business, than just giving them a product every month. Carly, this is what this space is for here. This is where we created it. You know, we want to understand and hear from therapists, what are your values? What do you value most? How, how, how do you want an employer to show up for you? I mean, we're always asking our therapists to show up in a certain way, but let's understand if you're not asking the questions about what do they want? Mm. How do they want us to show up so that we can create that cooperation we can create that um complementarity within our teams and it's collaborative it's um equal uh and um yeah right there then there is a sense of um trust between mm. employer employee mm. uh, so yeah do reach out to us please email us at sparsisterspodcast at gmail.com message us on instagram or facebook at sparsisterspodcast or through my Instagram or Julie's Instagram and um, tell us what 
you value from your employer, what you would like to see from your employer and what they are going to offer you because you are the one with the talent, you're the one with the skills and how are they going to harness your skills and your talents to the best of your ability? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Julie, thank you for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Carly. Always a pleasure chatting in this way. We are on a mission to engage, disrupt and transform the therapist experience. Keep in touch and we will speak to you again soon.